బైబిల్ ట్రెషర్స్ టాపిక్ ట్వెల్వ్ థింకింగ్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది సౌండ్ డాక్టర్ టెలికాస్ట్ ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ద హోలీ బైబల్ one of his practical names is given to us in psalms 119th chapter verse 105 your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path isn't it very interesting a lamp to my feet and a light to my path what does it mean wherever whenever we take the lamp of god's word into whatever situation there will be light for that particular setup in other words whatever subject we have in mind or whatever issue that we are dealing with when we take the lamp of god's word into it we will have sufficient light thrown upon it this is further explained theologically in book of proverbs 6th chapter look at verse 23 the commandment is a lamp and the law is light now that's what the bible is all about isn't it there is lot of commandments and there is so much of teaching in the bible the commandment is a lamp and the teaching we have in the bible is the light for whatever situation we are placed in other words the bible is not just a book of philosophies it's actually a book of prescriptions practical living everything is so crystal clearly set there for us now that is why david the psalmist was able to testify because your word is my meditation my understanding is greater than all my teachers and he also further says because i keep your word i obey your word i have greater understanding than my ancients in a word with this background only we are presenting these lessons to you the subject under consideration in this series of talks is thinking and we are having the topic as how not to think so far we have done eight lessons number 1 do not think too much of yourself number 2 do not be over occupied with earthly things number 3 do not desire forbidden things number 4 do not overcrowd your mind number 5 do not keep your mind passing number 6 do not be over anxious about anything number 7 do not exclude god in your thinking last week we studied lesson number 8 do not think aloud in all matters today we will move on to lesson number 9 how not to think do not rush into conclusions do not rush into conclusions 
we normally rush into conclusions concerning things about ourselves or concerning things about others. Now there is a good testimony about that in book of Psalms, 31st chapter. There we have in verse 22, the psalmist says, I said in my haste that I am cut off before God's eyes. There was a haste, there was a hurry about it, in that tension, in that frustration. You know what he said? Oh, I am cut off from God's face. About others, he says in Psalm 116, look at verse 11. Again he says, I said in my haste that all men are liars. So he is concluding, he says, nobody is good. He just uh, discards everybody from his very life. Beloved, both these things he says, I said these things in haste. Now I will give you some examples about uh, how this hastiness in the Bible is pointed out actually as foolishness. Turn with us to book of Proverbs 14th chapter. Look at the 29th words. He who is slow to wrath has great understanding. But he who is impulsive, he exalts only folly. Now again, when you come down to the 29th chapter, and when you look at the 20th words, do you see a man hasty in his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. That is a beautiful Tamil proverb. A hasty man's understanding is actually one foot shorter. Now that's what we should always remember. We are not going to achieve anything good or worthy if we are doing things or speaking things in haste. Now we are going to present before you two or three areas in our practical life where we should avoid rushing into conclusions. First of all, we should not rush into conclusions in the matter of judging other people. Turn with us for an example where the Lord Jesus Christ actually rebuked his disciples. Luke's Gospel, 13th chapter, reading from verse 1. There were present at that season some who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Here comes a news report to Jesus how some Galileans were killed by Pilate. And Jesus immediately concerned about what these people who reported that news to him thought about the whole thing. And look at the second words. Jesus answered and said to them, do you suppose, do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered such things? Do you think, have you come to that kind of rash conclusion? And then he says, if you don't repent, you also will likewise perish. And then there was another example that is in John's Gospel. Look at the ninth chapter. Now we all know that story. There was a man who was born blind from his birth. And the disciples, they asked Jesus a question. The second words. 
His disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? In other words, having seen this blind man, these people already concluded in their minds, either this fellow must have sinned or his parents must have sinned. How foolish it was, try to think about it. How can a man born blind commit sin and become blind? It's all contradicting. You know, that is why, you know, when you rush into conclusions, you really make lots of blunders. And Jesus corrected them in the third words. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Beloved, when we rush into hasty conclusions, you know, what do we lose sight of? We lose sight of the weight of the matter. Now, for example, there was a man who was 30 years, he was paralyzed, and he was lying near the pool of Bethesda. Now, Jesus Christ healed him on the Sabbath day. But all these people were, religious people were greatly agitated over what Jesus did on the day of Sabbath. And what did Jesus answer? Verse 24. Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. There were two things which happened. One, it was a day of Sabbath. And the other one, that this man was healed. What is more important? They were not able to rejoice over the realization that a man who could not walk for 30 years is now beginning to jump and hop. Because they rushed into a conclusion about Sabbath, they were not able to consider the weight or the worthiness of the matter. But in the same chapter we meet Nicodemus. When you come later on to the end of the chapter, now, when they all wanted to judge and condemn Jesus Christ, you know what he said in verses 50 and 51? We can read verse 51 more specifically. Does our Lord judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? Without collecting full details, does our law permit us to judge him and condemn him? This man was not even born again. Now Nicodemus was only listening to a message about rebirth, but he had not actually been born again. But he was so kind. But he was so considerate. He had this quality. Give a fair chance for the person to explain his position. Don't rush into conclusions. Beloved, I have found believers are more cruel than unbelievers these days. They just condemn people. They just come to quick conclusions. Let us learn a warning from this passage. Once I was very ashamed because I rushed into a conclusion. That was a guest house. And there was a woman who was the receptionist. She had her hair very closely cut. And she looked more like a man as far as the haircut was concerned. I was sitting in the lounge and I said, why is this woman, why has she cut her hair like this? As a receptionist where so many people from all over the country and the world are coming, she must look more decent. Then afterwards I came to find something to my shame. 
She was a leper who had been healed. Most of her fingers she had already lost. She could not comb her hair. To maintain her hair with practically no finger, she had that close haircut. I felt terribly ashamed, brothers and sisters. Beware of rushing into conclusions and judging people. We can judge anyone only if we know all the facts about that person. But the fact is, no one knows everything about another person. Only God knows. That is why God alone can judge person. Now this truth we should never ever forget in our lives. And also if you go on judging others, you will be dictated by what you think that people think about you. Now learn to go by your convictions. You cannot please everybody in this world. If John the Baptist comes without eating bread or drinking wine, they would say he has a demon. If Jesus Christ comes eating and drinking, they would say he is a glutton. Beloved, we want to tell you something. Let those who appreciate, appreciate, and those who abuse, abuse. You go on with your job. You know, many times there was a dispute among people whether Jesus was good or bad. Some people said he was good. Some people said he was bad. He was a cheat. He did not waste time listening to all this and spending time to defend himself. People who have no other work, let them keep spending their time like that. What did Jesus do? He did not bother about it. He just went to the temple and he began to teach people. He got on with his job. This must be our attitude. Another example where you should not rush into conclusion. It is in the matters of taking decisions for our own lives. Now I would like to present some excellent examples from the Bible concerning taking decision in the matter of finding your life partner. I would like to begin with Abraham's servant who went to find a bride for Isaac. He just made a specification. And sitting near a well, he made a specification. Any woman, when I ask her for water, she gives water not only to me, but she pours water for the camels also. She would be the candidate to become the bride of my master's son, Isaac. There came a woman. And that was Rebecca. He asked for water. She gave him water. And she voluntarily said, I will pour water and fetch water for your camels also. And she did it very quickly. And what did this servant say? I, this is the woman for my man. It's not what he said. Look at the 21st words of the 24th chapter of Genesis. The man wondering at her, because what specification he laid, that has been fulfilled. Wondering at her, he remained silent as to know whether the Lord has made his journey prosperous or not. He didn't want to take a chance. 
because he wanted to find out whether it was simply accidental or it was ordained by God. He remained silent. He pondered over the situation without rushing into conclusion. The same thing happened in the matter of finding a groom for Ruth by Naomi. Ruth, third chapter. I look at the 18th verse. We know the story how uh, Ruth met Boaz in his field. Now, after that, something happened when Ruth came and reported the matter to her mother-in-law. You know what she said? Ruth, third chapter, 18th verse. Then she said, Sit still, my daughter, until you know how the matter will turn out. You know, just stay quiet. Don't get turbulent and excited and try to do this and that. Oh, this is going to happen. No, don't act in haste. Beloved, the Bible has a beautiful statement. It says, He who believes does not act hastily. Why? Our God is compared to a foundation. He's a sure foundation. And he's a precious foundation. Because our foundation is so strong, we will not act in haste. And here is a word that comes to you, many of you young people who are watching this program. Take this lesson from the story of Isaac and from the story of Ruth. Now one was a man and the other was a woman. For one, they were in search of a bride. For another, they were in search of a bridegroom. There is a proverbial saying, if you marry in haste, you will worry at leisure. That's what many young people are doing. In this matter, commit your way to the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Let Him bring it to pass. And another area where we should not rush into conclusions. Now when crises and troubles overtake us, we should not become hasty in our thoughts or in our words, or in our deeds. There is a promise for us in book of Psalms, 46th chapter. Verse 3. Though its waters roar and be troubled, and though the mountain shake with its swelling, you know the problem may be so turbulent. You know the waters are turbulent, and the mountains are shaking. And you can look at verse 5. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God is not at the circumference. God is at the center. So she shall not be moved. But what should we do? Look at the 10th verse. Be still and know that I am God. Be still, you know, it all may be turbulent in waters, it may be shaky for mountains, but because God is in the midst of us, be still and know that He is God. This time I remember what Moses told God's people. He took them out of Egypt and they were just passing through the Red Sea. And as they were passing through the Red Sea, what happened? The Egyptian army, it was coming behind them. Oh, people were terribly agitated. 
Why did you bring us here so that we will be buried in the wilderness? They were so perturbed and disturbed. And what did Moses say? Be still. Be still. And see the salvation that God will work for us. How not to think. Do not rush into conclusions. God bless you.